0: she comes again kind of like way, like way skips. Cause she's my best girl
1: this morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre presented by Abe's door service with 24/7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person visit abesdoor.ca
0: 635 on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us. Um, always enjoy talking to our next guest. And this one's a little interesting. This is,
2: yeah, you might wonder why we're talking to this guest about this topic.
0: <laughs> Alan Cross, of course, the host of the Ongoing History of New Music. He's a podcaster, a broadcaster, author, public speaker. Hey, Alan, how you doing this morning? Oh, good morning. The guys just came to restain my fence. I'm very excited. Oh, <laughs> lucky you. Lucky you. Nice weather there to get the stain on. It's been raining here for days. Days.
1: No, we we've had some problems, but we've got a five days of sunshine, so good for staining.
2: Oh, love Perfect. it. Perfect. It's restaining day. It's restaining <laughs> day. Yay, uh, Alan. You wrote up something, and it, it sort of messed me up there for a little bit because you were talking about the dashboard on our vehicles and how you know moving to electric vehicles, uh, the, a lot of the dealers they're not going to be able to make as much money off repairs because ideally. EVs don't need as much repair. So, how did a music guy get into caring about the dashboard of a vehicle and whether dealers make money?
1: Okay. I am a very big car guy. I love cars. Uh, Secondly, I am a radio guy, and all cars come with radios. Radios are in dashboard. The dashboard is changing, and this is why I'm concerned.
0: Mm, So the concern is what? The fact that we're just simply not going to have the AM, FM out there for free anymore?
1: No. The way automakers are moving is that they need to monetize more of the driving and passenger experience because their dealers are going to lose an awful lot of money when it comes to after-sales service. You don't need oil changes. You don't need the radiator fluid. You don't need to tune tune up a car, uh, an electric car, and, and there's no you know exhaust manifolds and mufflers and all that sort of stuff. so uh, dealers make most of their money on after sales service their, manufacturers are going to have to find a way to, to replace some of that revenue and one of the things that they want to do is monetize the experience inside the car. Mm-hmm. Up until now, a lot of us have been using things like Android Auto and CarPlay to connect our phones to the car. Mm-hmm. So we, we mirror our phone display on, on the dashboard someplace, and that allows us to do an awful lot of things. The automobile manufacturers are really annoyed with this because that means they're losing control over a very, very important aspect of the car, and they are also not getting all the driver data that they can use. To either enhance the driver experience or to sell us stuff as drivers and passengers. For example, BMW has a deal right now where all cars come with heated seats. But unless you pay a monthly subscription, they won't turn it on for you. Yeah, and that shocked me. So I started <laughs> looking at, that, That's not in
2: Canada or the U.S. yet, right? That's in overseas uh, countries.
1: Yes, it is coming, though. Uh, and, you know, if, if you have a Tesla right now, you know that Tesla is always pushing software updates that mm-hmm. do things to your vehicle that uh, were it was always capable of doing, but unless the software unlocks that capability, mm-hmm. you don't have access to it. Mm-hmm. So what they want to be able to do, and then GM is doing this with Google and a, a number of other companies like Mercedes-Benz and Hyundai are looking at new data for the dashboards so that they can... Um, basically, control everything that the driver experiences. And that includes everything in the dashboard, including the radio. Now, we have been using AM FM radio for a very long time. AM radio, at least 100 years. FM came along in the 1930s and really started catching on in the late 1950s. It has been an over the air analog broadcasting medium. And most cars, well, God, since I can't remember when have, have become standard with a radio of some sort uh, it has just been a, a convenience but now what we're probably going to see with connected cars I mean all these things are, are, are basically computers on wheels with millions and millions of lines of code that will be connected to the cloud all the time, and that offers opportunities for monetization. For example, the next round of BMW 5 Series cars are going to come with TiVo capabilities. Yes, the same TiVo that you use at home to tape your favorite TV shows. Uh, So the passenger on on the right-hand side of the car and anybody in the back seat will each... Possibly have their own TiVo screen, which means you can stream live television. You can um, access on-demand television to each individual screen Uh, Okay, and you could charge for that If the car is connected in that way, well, why do you need an AM FM radio antenna? Mm. Wouldn't it be a lot more profitable if the car manufacturer were to sell you a piece of software like TuneIn Radio or Radio Player Canada or something that's not free uh, in the dashboard, so you would effectively end up paying to receive radio in a way that, uh, well, in, instead of being able to get it free over the air.
2: Yeah, and that's always been one of the advantages, to, especially local radio. You get it free, You know, maybe mm-hmm. we have some advertisers, but uh, does this add to the danger, especially for AM radio, because mm-hmm. we keep hearing that a lot of the AMs are just getting pulled from any of the vehicles at all, uh, but it, is it an extra step that you, we're afraid that people won't take?
1: The, the problem is that radio is getting buried deeper and deeper in the dash under all kinds of other offerings. Like I said, TiVo, uh, Mercedes-Benz has a screen where you can watch YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's our share of the attention economy in the car threatens to become even further reduced where car manufacturers do not care. I mean, they understand that that radio wants to be in the car because that's certainly, uh, you know, one of our favorite places. Uh, but they don't really care. They, they, it's like, yeah, well, fine. If, if you want to, uh, you know, AM FM radio, if, if you want to secure space in the dashboard, well, then maybe be like satellite radio, uh, Sirius XM, for example, pays to have their receivers installed in every vehicle, uh, that's that comes with satellite radio. So what's to stop the manufacturers from going to broadcasters and saying, hey, listen, if you want to be in our dashboard, you are gonna have to fork over some money.
0: Yeah, I guess I, I just I, I get very concerned about what it means for the future of um, AM radio, specifically, given that uh, that we work at an AM station.
2: Well, and especially after seeing a whole bunch of them happened, shut down yeah, last across week. The country, right?
0: Right?
1: Yeah, well, this weirdly could be um Something that saves AM radio, at least for a little while longer, because uh, it—if if, your—if your signal is delivered via the Internet, Internet protocol, well, then you don't have the. Um, interference problems that you have with over-the-air broadcasts so this could be you know one way to solve that electromagnetic interference problem that we have with electric vehicles and AM radio but but still uh, you know if, if you can watch YouTube and TikTok videos and TiVo stuff on, on while you're driving well hopefully if not while you're driving but while somebody else is in the car uh, you know that pushes radio further down the list and and we as an industry uh, need to recognize this, and we need to figure out what we're going to do about it. We are fantastic creators of audio and inter- audio entertainment, and providing audio information and news. Uh, we're just going to have de- uh, to to adapt and innovate so that you know, we can continue to exist in this new world. Uh, most car, uh, the average age of a Canadian car is uh, 11 years. So there's your, there's, your, there's your one runway. We have about 11 years before uh, all the old technology gets squeezed out of the marketplace and all these new vehicles with connected um, features start really, really coming in. Alan? Thanks. Now, now, now my head's all spinning here. Thanks a lot. Oh, well, You're very welcome, and please have a good day.
0: <laughs> Enjoy the staining of your fence, yes. Alan. Take Just, care. Thank you. <laughs> have a Cheers. good one. Alan Cross, uh, again, uh, the host of the Ongoing History of New Music, a podcaster, broadcaster, public speaker, has forgotten more about uh, music than most of us have ever mm-hmm. known. <laughs> Changes. Changes. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? It is 640. Let's take a pause here. Come back. Lots more still to come on the Tuesday edition of This Morning.
1: Service Where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre.
0: 647, we've been following a couple of things uh, this morning. Uh, One happening out uh, near um, Petawawa, uh, the Ottawa Ottawa River, where there's been an accident involving a Royal Canadian Air Force uh, Chinook. Um, They're currently searching for two missing members of the crew, um, there was a total of four on board. Two uh, members of the crew have been found by first responders and taken to hospital in Pembroke. Uh, two others are still missing. The search mm. underway in the Ottawa River, uh, the support, the search being supported by uh, CAF members, or Canadian Armed Forces members on shore and on water, the Ontario Provincial Police Marine Unit, Fire departments, um, the the rescue squadron from the uh, from the base, uh, a search and rescue helicopter and a special operations helicopter. As well, we'll so, keep you updated. So, two missing members of the Royal Canadian Air Force right now.
2: Keep your fingers crossed for that. Meantime, there's a search that continues uh, south of Newfoundland, Saint John's, Newfoundland, about 700 kilometers south, uh, just over the site of the Titanic, mm. which is four kilometers down, and the search for five people who are in a submersible uh, going down to the Titanic site. Uh, No one's heard from them since Sunday night. They had 96 hours of oxygen. The question is, will they be found or can they be found? Here's Global's Eric Sorensen with more.
3: It is a 10-ton high-tech submersible that can transport five people to the bottom of the ocean, and it's gone missing. A Canadian search vessel and a Canadian Forces Aurora aircraft have been deployed, along with a U.S. C-130, to the waters off Newfoundland and Labrador, where the Titanic is located. OceanGate operates the sub and says contact was lost Sunday. OceanGate says in a statement, we are exploring and mobilizing all options to bring the crew back safely, and receiving assistance from several government agencies and deep sea companies in our efforts to re-establish contact with the submersible. The once in a lifetime opportunity. In its promotional video, OceanGate offers what it calls citizen scientists, the opportunity to dive down to explore the Titanic. Platform ready to dive. The cost is several tens of thousands of dollars per person with clientele like director James Cameron. The adventure acknowledges risks, but emphasizes safety.
0: I think the the greatest likelihood is the loss of communications, but certainly anything is possible.
3: Jill Heinert has been in touch with the crew on the surface vessel, the Polar Prince. She says there are many fail-safe measures on the sub.
0: They can drop the ballast that holds them underwater and simply float back to the surface. I mean, this is a 8- to 12-hour mission just to go down and back to the Titanic. There is life support capacity on board these subs for about 96 hours so they have a lot of time
3: the submersible is almost seven meters long about 22 feet the capacity is designed for five people for up to 96 hours or four days it can descend to a depth of 4,000 meters the Titanic's depth is 3,800 meters below the surface on the ocean floor at that depth something serious could have happened the Titanic lies in a trench there is debris all around there could have been uh, an accident. It could have become entangled in the wreckage of, of Titanic. Uh, it could indeed uh, have had a catastrophic failure. Uh, the answer is we don't know just yet. The Titanic was one of the world's worst maritime disasters. More than 1,500 lives were lost when it struck an iceberg and sank. Exploring it has been a fascination for people like BC's Ron Toigo, about whom Global News once did a story. It's always been one of those things that you're just mesmerized by for and why, who knows? Tonight, the lives of five more people are the subject of a frantic search, very near where the search for the Titanic happened 111 years ago. Eric Sorensen, Global News, Toronto. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's the hope, isn't it? That it's mm-hmm. maybe just a communication problem.
2: Mm-hmm. But you would think that if they did have a communication pro- problem, the protocol would be just get your butts back up to the surface. I would think. But who knows? We so will this see. Is, this is basically just... Tourists, right? It's adventure For, tourism, yep, is what I would much. call it. Citizen yeah. scientists, citizen <laughs> scientists. Wow, I would never want to do something like that. I don't know. I,
0: I, I, I would do it in a heartbeat if I was guaranteed that I would return to the top. But well, you can't be so guaranteed that, more guarantee. right? That's the thing. Guarantees in life. Uh, uh, guarantees guarantees in life.
2: If you've got any claustrophobia, yeah, being in a in a tank four kilometers down. I just 20, can't imagine. Feet long? Yeah, it'd be five just, people in there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting to know you. Uh,